Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the promise of the gospel is that Jesus paid the price for our sin. He took our place. We don't want what we deserve. We want grace. Welcome to Essential Verses, the Gospel Path. This season we will be learning verses that explain the gospel message. We'll be learning about the problem of sin, the need for repentance, the gift of Christ Jesus, and the grace of God. So let's walk together down the gospel path. Our verse for this episode is Romans 10, 14 through 15. I'm going to read it to you first so that you hear the episode, and then we'll talk a little bit about the verse and how we can break it down to better understand it. It's a little complicated. There's a lot of parts, so bear with me. I think you'll find that once we take a closer look at the verse, it'll be a little bit easier for you to memorize this verse and hide it in your heart. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. That's Romans 10, 14 through 15. Now, does that feel like a little bit of a mouthful? It does. There's five phrases in there. Four that are questions and one that's an exclamation at the end. And I'm going to go through these with you so that we can understand the context and what, what uh, what the verse is saying to us. And also, I'll give you a couple of couple of tricks that'll help you to memorize this passage. We'll hide it in our heart in one episode today. So, to explain this passage, I think it's best if we look at it backwards. And sometimes we find that in Scripture. Scripture is a, uh, is a story. It leads to a conclusion. But sometimes it helps us if we see the end, right? If we begin with the end in mind. And so sometimes one of the methods to understand Scripture better is to look at the passage backwards and see the progression from the other side. It's kind of like getting a different perspective on something. Have you ever done that? Were you looking at something and you're like, well, let me look at it from over here. And that's what we're going to do today. So I want to break down the first four phrases, the first four questions, and then we'll get to the exclamation at the end last. So we're going to work on the first four questions. We're going to discuss them backwards, and then we're going to memorize them forward. Okay, bear with me. It'll all make sense in a moment. So we're going to start at verse 15, and the first phrase in verse 15 is the last question in this order of four questions. Verse 15, first phrase, how are they to preach unless they are sent? And if we read it backwards, we find that going back to verse 14, how are they to hear without someone preaching? How are they to believe in him whom they've never heard? How are they to call on him whom they have not believed? Now, let's talk about these four questions here. The four questions here are designed to move the reader to the urgency of sharing the gospel. And it's asking these four questions in a progressive sense to help the reader to understand that if we don't go share the gospel, people aren't going to know. And if they don't know the gospel, how can they believe in it? And if they don't 
And how can they believe in it if they don't know it, if they haven't heard it, if nobody goes? So get the idea. So let's look at the verse, the phrases backwards. How are they to preach unless they are sent? This is an interesting phrase that I think bears just a couple of minutes of our time here today. How are they to preach unless they are sent? Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I think about preach and preachers is the guy that stands up in front of a congregation of believers on a Sunday morning. But that is not how Scripture portrays preaching in most cases. In most cases, Scripture portrays preaching as preaching to the lost. Remember the early church? The early church, the apostles stood up and preached to the Jewish people that didn't believe. And we have... We have example upon example of 3,000 and 5,000 people that have came to, the, that came to the faith as a result of those first few sermons. They weren't preaching to the choir. They weren't preaching to Christians about how to be better Christians. They weren't preaching to uh, Christians about how to go out and witness to people. They were doing it. They were sharing the gospel with those around them. How they, in this verse, assumes that we understand that. And it says, how are they to preach unless they are sent? Unless you're sent to the lost, you have nobody to preach to. And that's the last question here. Now, working backwards, how are they, the lost, now, so the the they changes a little bit. The lost, how are they to hear without someone preaching? So how is the lost, how are the lost people that do not know about Jesus how are they going to hear about Jesus unless someone is preaching to them? And how are they going to hear the preaching unless someone is sent, right? Moving forward. So backward, forward, and then keep going back. And how are they to believe in him who they've never heard? So if we have somebody who's sent to preach the gospel, they're preaching it to the lost. The lost hear the gospel. When they hear the gospel, they believe in the gospel. And then the first line How then will they call on him who they have not believed? When they believe the gospel, they can call on the name of Jesus. Do you see how that works? These these four questions are a progression to help the reader to understand that we have an urgency to share the gospel with those around us. We have an urgency that we need to go and share the gospel. Not preach to the choir, but share the gospel with those who have never heard. And the last phrase is an exclamation. It says, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Now, that's an interesting phrase because back in ancient times when this was written, your feet were the most dishonorable part of your body because your feet, you often walked in mud and dirt and on the roads and and back then the roads were used for all kinds of things i mean remember they didn't have cars they had animals and what do animals do leave stuff behind right so you're walking in this not only that but sometimes even the the human waste was running down the roads and so you were walking on these roads that were less than clean and your feet were considered unclean in fact when they ate they lied down the jewish custom when they ate they lied down at the table and they put their feet as far away from the table as possible they probably smelled they were dirty and that's kind of the significance when jesus washes the disciples feet he washes the most defiled part of their body as it were at that time and so this phrase would have struck the reader as odd 
How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. The good news is the gospel of Jesus. The good news is the saving grace that Jesus offers to us. Grace that covers all of our defilement, all of our sin, all of our shortcomings, all of those things were covered by the blood of Jesus. So this exclamation at the end, how beautiful are the most defiled parts of those that preach the good news, is truly a surprising comment in this the age in which this was written. So I hope you this I hope this helps you to understand how this was written, why it relates to the reader at the time and also why it relates to us here today. It's a charge, it's a call to action to preach the good news because people are dying and they're not going to know if we don't tell them. And that's the purpose of this verse. All right, I promised you a couple of keys to help you memorize this verse because there's a lot of pieces. How am I going to get these all straight? Well, I want to just show you something real quick on the verse, and then we'll go through it a few times together. There's four questioning phrases and one exclamation at the end, as we already said. The four questioning phrases all link together. If you look at the first phrase, it says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? There's a couple of key words in that phrase there. Can you see them? Call and believe. And believe links to the opening key word in the second phrase. How and how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And heard links to the opening key word in the third phrase. And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And preach links to the opening key phrase in the fourth phrase. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? You see, it's a chain. We have call, believe, hear, and sent. And the closing key word links to the opening key word of the following phrase. So I want to go through the four key words with you, and then we'll break down the passage. So say these with me. It'll reinforce it. Call believe, hear, preach. Again, call, believe, hear, preach. And one more time, call, believe, hear, preach. All right, let's break down this verse a little bit and we'll start to memorize it together. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And let's say that three times together. That's the first two phrases of verse 14. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? Again, Romans 10 14 through 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And one more time. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? 
All right, good. Starting to get it. So the next two keywords are hear and preach, and that's the two phrases we're going to do next. And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Again, and how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? And one more time, and how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Let's put all four of these question phrases together. Romans 10, 14 through 15. Say it along with me. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? One more time. Okay. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Excellent. So those are the four questions in this passage. And the last phrase is an exclamation. And I want to uh, do that twice with you, and then we'll put the whole passage together. So say this along with me. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. One more time. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. All right, I know it's a long passage, and I hope this helps you to break it down a little bit so that we can work to hide it in our hearts. Let's say the whole passage with the reference twice together and we'll close. So say it along with me. It helps if you say it. You're engaging another sense. You're hearing it and you're saying it as well. So say it out loud. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Romans 10, 14 through 15. Excellent. Let's do it one more time. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Romans 10, 14 through 15. Well, I hope this helps you to hide this verse in your heart. But don't hide it. Share it. Share the gospel with somebody. That's the point of this verse. How can they believe if they've never heard? How are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how are they going to hear without someone preaching? Well, friends, someone preaching is you. It's not the the guy who stands up in front of the group of Christians on Sunday morning. It's you. It's me. It's all of us to preach the gospel 
to a lost world around us, to everybody that we meet, to find a way to share the good news of the gospel. Now go, share the gospel with those around you. Essential Verses is a production of Bible Memory for All. For additional information and previous episodes, go to www.biblememoryforall.com.